What's up, my guy? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. So, uh, let me start it off by welcoming everybody to Unscripted Violence. It's me, Stagger Lee, along with J-Dog, Jason. And uh, we had a great uh, week in Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, first, before we get into Dynamite, I want to say something. I don't know if you've heard this news. And uh, it's been breaking a day, but it's it's really sad. Um, thoughts and prayers with Jerry the King Lawler. Um, I don't know if you heard this, but he suffered a stroke today. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. It might have been yesterday. might have been a day. Uh, the news has been coming in kind of kind of crazy. Uh, apparently, he can't talk. Has lost, like, movement in part of his body, things like that. Um, but just want to say, if you uh, pray, if that's your thing, or at least keep them in your thoughts, uh, hoping the king can pull through on this one. Yeah, definitely. That's really terrible news. I haven't even been online today, hardly, so... Well, I think it happened yesterday because I think Meltzer and Alvarez this morning said something happened to Jerry Lawler, but they didn't want to like go into it because of, of the family or something. Burton, like tweeted something like, "Hope my friend Jerry Lawler's okay." And then all of a sudden, dudes start coming out about it. So let's uh, let's hope he's okay. Um, just a little bit of news and notes. Uh, what do you think about the uh, AEW starting to do house shows? I'm excited for it. Well, I'm excited because I'm I'm going to the first one. Oh, that, yeah, that's awesome. You're just you're just hitting all types of shows in your area. Yeah, well, they announced it, which is really weird because it's going to be in it's about an hour from my house, and it's in one of the smallest towns I can think of around Ohio, which is really weird. But it's like a five thousand seat building. I think that's what they're going to try to do smaller smaller arenas, but. Um, I had got the news before my buddies did that I went to Dynamite with. So I, I'm sitting in the stands and I, I look at him and I'm like, do you know where Troy, Ohio is? And he's like, yeah. He goes, it's about 30 minutes from here. And I'm like, well, AEW's going to do their first house show there. And he's like, what? And I'm like, dude, I'm just telling you, you know, what news I'm getting. And then next thing you know, like right after I told him, like five minutes later, while they're filming uh, Dark, a thing came up on the screen and saying, come to Troy, Ohio. Uh, and it's they announced like Moxley and Claudio and Britt Baker and uh, a couple other people will be at be there. So I'm interested to see because uh, uh, interest it's going to get the talent more work, and that's that's a big thing because all these talents they're signed to like per date appearances and things like that, and uh, they don't even come close to hitting it because not everybody makes TV and they only you know film once a week. So it's going to keep a lot of people from going to do some indies because they've already had to like have people cancel some appearances that they were going to be at and uh, I don't know I think it's going to be a plus for AEW yeah I think so too and I'm hoping that they come back out this way because they they were here their first year that they were out but the attendance wasn't all that great from what I heard and I think that's why they haven't come back well, they ain't really doing great attendance anywhere, really. So, but it's uh, the building I was at. I think it's it's, it's where Wright State College plays basketball. I want to say it could probably hold eight thousand, and I think we had forty five hundred there. There was uh, a lot of empty seats, but it was. But they only sell so many anyway. So, I mean, it was almost a sellout. I think I saw on WrestleTix there was only like seven hundred seats available when we got there. So, but um, ROH is going to start taping their show for their weekly show 
on Honor Club uh, the 25th and 26th of this month. Don't know where. Uh, I think they're going to go to like uh, where they do some of the dark tapings in Florida or whatever. Oh, okay. Out in the, in the Orlando area in the uh, studio? Yeah, I think they do it where WCW used to film an old show back in the day. I forget the name of it. I, I, I think it's at one of the uh, um, amusement parks or something. I don't know. But um, that's going to be happening. But uh, yeah, it was a great dynamite, man. It was cool to be there. Uh, I was going to ask you, how was the crowd on TV? Did we come off good? Yeah, yeah. Came off as a real exciting atmosphere. It Especially was, for the first match, you know, uh, coming into it. <laughs> it was insane. Should we just get uh, into it? Let's get into it, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, it oh. opened up with, uh, oh, well, what's that? Well, I just want to say, I don't know if people, have, if you've never been to an AEW show. Like, the guy I went with, this is the second one we went to, and he was wanting to buy a whole bunch of merchandise. And what if you go to an AEW Dynamite show, do not expect a lot of merchandise. Because they do a lot of their t-shirts. They, they're not like WWE where they carry a bunch and they, you know, have a bunch in a warehouse somewhere. They, you know, they do pro wrestling tees where they print them when you order it. So I ended up buying an Adam Cole event exclusive t-shirt. Um, they had an acclaimed event t-shirt, which I got the last time I was at Dynamite. Um, I did buy some acclaimed foam fingers. So I have those for my collection. But they only really had like three or four shirts. Like once that I was there and had a picture of all the wrestlers on it and and that was it. A bunch of action figures. Uh, if you wanted a replica belt, it would only cost you about nine hundred bucks. But um, oh, only nine hundred. Yeah, only <laughs> 900. <laughs> insane. But other than that, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. So we with uh, John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page and. The crowd was crazy because I don't know if you, I think, well, I mean, I think they said this on TV. Mox came out with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. They did mention that that was his dad that was with him walking down the the steps. Um, it, it, it starts off pretty quickly, too, because Mox just uh, heads right over to Hangman and just starts going to town and they just start teeing off on each other. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy because from where I was at, I couldn't see a lot of the action when they were, started to go up into the crowd. Did that During the Samoa Joe Darby match, they actually started doing a spot where we couldn't see anything. So we started chanting, we can't see, we can't see. But, uh, I mean, it's a Moxley Hangman match, right? Like, it's almost like the same match they had before where they just start fighting and then, what, they did a table spot and then they went into the ring? Um, I'm trying to think where the table spot came in. Uh, maybe, I think so, was, yeah. Maybe it was after they started. I don't remember. I know there was a table spot, though. Yeah, there was. I, I can't remember. It's, it was last week that I watched this. I didn't even take my notes this this week like I usually do. I tried to watch it because I wanted to hear the crowd because the miking in that building, like, I couldn't tell how the crowd... I mean, it was loud. Like, I was actually a correspondent for... Uh, the Wade Keller podcast because I was there I was an on-site correspondent so I was sending them notes throughout the night and uh so that was kind of cool listening to that podcast hearing my name being said and <laughs> Jason's reporting this it was kind of cool but that's cool yeah you gotta, but like, you gotta let me know what episode it's on so I can uh look it up yeah well I was gonna call but my phone kept dying and then when we got into the car like <laughs> everybody was rowdy because it was such a cool episode but you could definitely tell we were in Ohio it was a Moxley crowd uh, I don't think there was hardly any there was like one cowboy shit chant when he started doing something cool but I thought the funny thing is I don't know if you saw this or not but like the camera caught Moxley bl- uh, blading himself 
Um, yeah, I, I saw pictures of it yeah. online. So, yeah, they need, to, they need to watch that. But you know, other than that, it was a great match. I mean, I've, I've seen two of the three now, so that was pretty cool. Um, I didn't really like the ending though. I don't know how you thought about that. Um, it was it was kind of like a, a weird little roll up type yeah. of pin. So I guess because I guess it's like after the bulldog choke. Their hangman had Moxley in a bulldog choke, and then Moxley just reversed it and did a like a, almost an inside cradle. I want to say. To yeah, pin. but it, what I didn't like about the match, and you know, this is you know probably like old Jim Cornette speaking or whatever, but like Moxley kicks out of like a buckshot lariat and a pal driver or a tombstone or whatever, like kicks out like nothing happens, does the pin or whatever. I was like, what? Okay. But they're definitely setting up a match for Revolution. I mean, they have to be, like... Because there's no clear winner, you know what I mean? And then I also saw Hangman pushing Claudio. They kind of got into it, which I was cool. Because I got to see Claudio on Dark. He was the main event. And then uh, Wheeler and Yuta fought the Butcher and the Blade, which was kind of cool. But uh, I wonder if they're going to tease a Hangman-Claudio for the ROH title, maybe. I don't know. I don't know where it's going with this, but uh, I I don't know. I They're not a bad match together. No, it'd be a good match. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a great match. It was cool to see live. Just some of them blows, like, man, I felt them. I was like, damn, they, these guys don't like each other. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a good way to start the night. So, live, when they go backstage, like, they went backstage with uh, the Bunny and Jamie Hayter. Um, do, you, do you see it on the screen? You see it, but you don't, like, we only heard, like, half of it. So like that's that's I don't know if that's their production or what, but like the crowd had no idea what was going on whatsoever. I mean I was happy to see Jamie Hader. I was hoping to see her wrestle that night, so I was kind of mad that I didn't. But um, yeah, we didn't know what was going on. There was a couple times like when Renee was doing her backstage stuff, we didn't know what was going on, and uh, it was I I've been to WWE shows and like you hear everything and you know what's going on. So I don't I don't know if it's a production thing or the mic or the arena or what, but yeah, we had no idea what was going on. Well, what happened was uh, they were uh, talking about a title eliminator match next week and uh, the bunny challenging Jamie to it. And then uh, Soraya and Tony Storm are attacking Britt Baker in a different part of the building, I guess. We did see that. That was like a heel move for them to be doing, which was weird. Well, they're turning heel. They're making that group heel. They're they're turning Britt. Britt and Jamie were getting loud ovations, so, you know, they're kind of doing an outsider angle. I don't know if you watched Rampage. No, I didn't. <laughs> so, on Rampage, Tony Storm and uh, Soraya, which, their outfits they came out to. My God, Soraya. My God. She was getting all kinds of catcalls. But, um, they beat this jobber tag team, and then afterwards, they spray-painted an L on their stomach for loser. And, uh, so, I don't know if they're trying to, like, get old NWO vibes or whatever, but... They're definitely turning them heels for some outsider versus original angle. Oh, okay. Um, so, well, after that happened, we went to the um, W uh, World Tag Team Cha- Champions, um, which is uh, Anthony Bones and Max Caster. They were with Billy Gunn, of course, and uh, they were against Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum. Those are such uh, great names. That's, those, are, those are such great names, though. 
Yeah, I I've never seen these guys before. They were pretty decent. Yeah. Um, they they did their their thing. Um but at the end of the match, um the the guns come into the go into the ring and they were they were saying that they they're there to talk something serious they want a shot at the belts and they want an an answer right now and uh basically the the people they were asking uh if the ass boys deserve a shot at the AEW world tag titles the fans booed so Bowen said can't say no um Billy Gunn just acts frustrated and starts to walk off and um Austin said uh just do what you did our whole childhood and turn your backs on turn your back on us and he kind of paused and then continues walking and uh then they uh tell him uh why don't you go crawl on the bottom bottom of a pill bottle something that gets his attention so uh Billy basically comes in and accepts the match and uh the acclaim kind of looks perplexed by it too this was a cool segment live but if you ever <laughs> again being in the AEW crowd is just there's nothing like it like, you know I was scissoring people and stuff like that but they got the loudest pop of the night they were I don't know if that came across on TV or not but they definitely got the loudest pop um the the generic tag team was in before when they came back from break or whatever and then the rap was really cool to hear live and see um I think what they're gonna go to and uh I know a lot of people are complaining about this, and we'll talk about it more in the TNT title match at the end of the night, which was amazing to see live. But I think they're going to go with some hot shotting of the tag titles. I, I think Billy's going to turn. I'm pretty sure we're going to see some new champions this Wednesday. And then, like, kind of a back and forth thing till Revolution. Um, but I was glad to see the acclaim live. That was really cool. Uh, people were not happy that Billy Gunn accepted the match because we had just told him. No, we don't think they deserved a match. And one of the highlights of my night was the whole crowd chanting, Oh, scissor me, daddy. We did it at the beginning of the match for a little bit. And that was just really cool to be a part of. Yeah, the chants came through really well on it. Um, Then uh, we have uh, Alex Marvez backstage with uh, uh, Jungle Boy. Jack Perry and asked what was next for Jungle Hook and he, he said that, you know I've, I've already done the tag team stuff I'm going to do the next chapter all by myself yeah and, we didn't see that we didn't see that in the arena no okay um, then we have uh, Takesha versus uh, Brian Cage with Prince Nana uh, present with him uh, this was a really excellent match yeah, the crowd kind of was kind of because we had been so loud for Moxley, we've been so loud for the acclaimed. I, I kind of wish they would have put a different match in this spot. I mean, they cheered for Takesha a lot. Seeing Brian Cage do a six one nine live was fucking phenomenal. My seats were like I was probably fifteen rows from the ring, so I had really good seats, and uh, it was just seeing him in person. I got a bigger respect for him. But this was Takesha's first big win. And uh, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with him and MJF, which we'll get into in a minute. I'm sure we'll talk about the, the backstage brawl or whatever. But uh, 
I was happy to be there. I can say I was there for to catch this first big win in AEW. Um, Brian Cage's contract's up soon, so I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know if he's going to resign, if he's going to go to WWE, but I think it's up before the ROH pay-per-view. I've heard WWE sent out some feelers to him. I, I don't know any see, of the I, rumors that surround heard, that though. I heard the opposite. I heard he sent out feelers to see if they were interested or not. So um it'll be interesting to see him. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think he I hope he resigns. Uh, even Jericho made a comment on his web web or a podcast this week that this is kind of the Brian Cage they've been expecting the last few weeks when he first, you know, signed with AEW. He looked great. I mean took the loss. It was a great match. Uh, like I said I was glad to be there. Um, but towards the end of the match, I think the crowd started getting a little bit louder because I think they started to sense what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, next, we have uh, Renee Paquette. She's backstage with uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, uh, starts off um, with where uh, they say uh, Ricky Starks accused Jericho of cheating this week. And. Uh, Garcia goes into talking how they designed a gauntlet type style match where Starks will have to beat Parker, then Daddy Magic, then if he's able to beat Garcia and Sammy, only then will he get a match with Chris Jericho. So stupid. Yeah, it, it's it's been done before. Is well, not, not, even, not even that it's been done before, but it's also in another storyline right now with your world championship. You're making Brian Danielson go through a gauntlet to get to NJF. Now Jericho's having a gauntlet. Um, and the weird thing is, Ricky Starks beat Chris Jericho on Dynamite. Why is he chasing him to get a match? It should be Jericho chasing him to get the match. It doesn't make any sense. This just, I, I don't understand. Why do we have to have a gauntlet every five? I don't. We booed the hell out of this in the arena. I don't know. We actually did see this. It just doesn't make any sense. Why? I get the babyface chasing the heel, but then Jericho should have won the first match. It just doesn't make no sense for the face to win. And then, yeah, they lost in the tag match, but neither man was part of the decision. I, if I remember right, I think Sammy beat Action Andretti. So why? <laughs> like, it's just, it doesn't make no sense at all. It's. This was really bad. I'll say lazy booking like Cornette on this. This is just dumb. I don't get it at all. Right. I, I'm, I'm not excited for it at all. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, next we have Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They were on a basketball court. <laughs> and uh, the trio's uh, champs, they challenged AR Fox and top flight to a match next week. Then Stokely Hathaway comes out with Matt Hardy and Ethan Page and, and Isaiah Cassidy interrupt the Elite. Uh, Ethan Page challenged the Elite to a match this Friday on uh, Rampage and they accepted. So after that, we had... What, uh, what was up with that moan that he did in Kenny Omega's ear? Oh, I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> we started we started laughing in the crowd. And when they first started talking, I was like, oh, man. Because I had never seen Omega and the Bucks wrestle live. So that was like one of the things I was really hoping for. And then when they announced they were going to be on Rampage, I popped so hard. I was so happy. And that was a great match to see. I'll talk about it maybe after we talk about the main event. But it was really cool to see Omega and the Bucks in action. That was that was a highlight of the night for me. One of the highlights. Yeah, I bet. Um the American Dragon uh, Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher. It's my first time seeing Timothy Thatcher. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, he's, he was in NXT for a while, and they just didn't know what to do with him, really. But it, it was a decent match. Nothing stuck out too. Uh... This was this was technical wrestling. This was a great story. I thought this was this is one of the matches that I'll say I'm so glad I got to see live. This was I thought this was phenomenal. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know how it came across on TV. I haven't got to watch the the episode, rewatch the episode yet, which I got it recorded on my DVR, which I'm going to, but. This was, I thought this was just a masterclass. Like, they, I, I heard they put him over on commentary of being like a bad, you know, mean, mean dude because he's from New Japan. And uh, just his look, he looks like a scary, mean dude. And he was working on that shoulder that Cage and MJF had messed up the week before. And then Brian Danielson ended up coming up with the babyface win. I thought this was, I thought this was phenomenal. I thought this was the best match of the night. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah, I was, I, I think live events tend to to you you see different things than you would on TV. Yeah, well, I knew this was gonna be a slow match on TV just because of the style. Like, if you don't like mat wrestling, you're probably not gonna like this match. It's, I was telling some people that because we were talking, the crowd around me was pretty cool. We were all talking and and uh, having a good time, but some people were kind of like, I don't get. Well, you don't really get technical wrestling. That's fine because AEW is more of a high style, you know, running around. And this was just to me just pure. Matt wrestling, just technical wrestling, submission. This was great. I thought it was great. And uh, let's see. Up next, we had a TVS championship match. So it's Jade Cargill with Layla Gray versus Red Velvet. And this uh, is uh, Jade's 50th match, or 50th win, I should say. And her 50th match. And her 50th match, yeah. Um... This, this is where a bunch of people got up to go to the concession stand. I wish I wouldn't. I wish I would have because I was losing my voice. I wanted to see Jade live, though. And so that was pretty cool, too, seeing her live. Um, then I was mad because I tried to go get some concessions after Dynamite was over before they started taping Rampage and they had already closed the concessions down. But anyway, um, I'm tired of seeing Jade and Red Velvet. I kind of think this is like their third or fourth match. Um it, it, it was what it was. It was a quick match for her to get her 50th win. And they did a big thing with the 50 and 0. And her daughter came to the ring. Her husband's a former uh, Cincinnati Reds baseball player. So it's kind of kind of home for for her. So I'm glad that her daughter could be there. And she got to take her to the to the back with her. I thought Jade looked, Jade looks amazing live. Just, uh, some of the moves she did was pretty cool. When she picked up Red Velvet and walked her into the ring. Uh, I'm trying to remember. She picked her up outside over her head and she walked up the steps. Oh, yeah, yeah. The crowd popped huge for that. That kind of got him right back into the match. And um, that was pretty cool. So, I mean, another, like I said, kind of with Kenny and the Bucks, uh, to see Jade live uh, was pretty cool. And then um, we go backstage to Renee. Uh, She uh, was trying to get an interview with uh, Britt Baker for a medical update. Uh, Ruby so comes in the locker room. She she just said she just heard what happened. Asked if Baker's okay, and she's she uh, said those are your girls and I'm good. Um, then it. I'm glad they're getting Ruby. I'm kind of glad they're getting Ruby involved in the storyline. They kind of like she came out with. She was there at the first pay per view that Danielson and Cole showed up at Punk's first match, and she debuted in the Joker match or whatever. And then she wrestled Britt Baker in the main event at like Grand Slam or whatever. And then 
just they kind of dropped the ball with her. So it, it's interesting they're trying to have her play sides. Is she going to go with the originals? Is she going to go with the outsiders? I think she goes with the originals. Maybe this is maybe where we get uh, Sasha Banks to come in and maybe help the originals. I don't I don't know. We'll see. But um, interested to see where they go from here. And Renee Paquette, she's earning that money, ain't she? Yeah. They got her doing all types of work backstage, which is great. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. But that led us to our main event, uh, a no-holds-barred TNT Championship match, Darby Allin versus Samoa Joe. And uh, this is kind of the rubber match to these two. Yeah. Um, Amazing. It looked... looked, Great, the whole match um, kept my attention. <laughs> so I can imagine what it was like live. I didn't know when he came out. I did. I, I just thought it was a sparkly shirt. I didn't know it, was, it had thumbtacks on it until I kind of figured it out later when he tried to put it back on. But uh, yeah, I I was wondering where they were going with this. Is why they were wrestling again. I found out later, which Darby had asked for time off to. He's gonna be filming some TV shows or something. So. This is kind of why this happened. I don't know why they had had the title go back and forth, but okay. I'm glad I got to see this match live. Like the spot where Darby went running through the ropes and the table was there and Joe just moved out of the way and Darby broke through the table. and then Yeah, he just walked out of the way too. <laughs> he does that sometimes, which is a really cool spot that he does with Darby. And then when Darby was taking apart the ring, we had no idea what the hell he was doing. And then all of a sudden he starts taking the mats off. And when he did that, I don't know what he calls it from the top rope, but that move was just phenomenal. But like I said, they started fighting the the crowd and they got to one part where we couldn't really see our section. So like I said, I don't know. I'll have to watch again and like see if I could listen and pay attention. But we were chanting, we can't see, we can't see. And then a little bit after they finally, and then they weren't, they didn't have the match on the uh, like jumbotron above the ring. So we started screaming about that, and then they finally turned us turned it on. I don't know if Tony heard us chanting that we couldn't see what was going on, but uh, he turned it on. Um, then Wardlow, he's from Ohio, he's from Cleveland. So then he comes to the ring, and uh, after after um, Samoa Joe wins, and then he comes out, and uh, after yeah, the entrance too. Yeah, I, I hope they finally. Well, he said he'd been hurt because after the after the match went off the air. Tony Con- or he came, he started cutting a promo about how um, he said he had to waste some time so the <laughs> the ring crew could put the ring back together. But he said he didn't know if people would remember who he was. And the next thing you know, a big Wardlow chant started breaking out. And he thanked us for remembering who he was. And uh, you know, he posed for a little bit and then got off the air. And then Tony Khan, I swear to God, if that dude isn't on coke, he drinks way too many Red Bulls in because this dude just comes out all fired up like just pumping us up telling us how great of a crowd we are and rampage is coming next and thanks for being here and uh, like tony was screaming boy he was uh he was all excited yeah he's always amped he uh, amped to the gore yeah every time i've seen him he's always just been but it's like cool. i mean I, I sit back and i'm like i wonder if this man was ever like that that would be interesting that would be that would be weird to see, but yeah, it was a great dynamite to be at live. We had a great time. Like I said, Rampage. When they started doing the Rampage tapings, they did the uh, Young Bucks and Kenny came out to the Kansas theme of Wayward Son or whatever, so that was really cool. Um, some people left. I guess they didn't want to stay. Um, then you had uh, 
Soraya, Tony Storm, like I said, and then uh, God, there was another match. I'm forgetting what it was. But then when the main event happened, it was Rouge versus uh, Christopher Daniels. Like almost the whole crowd left. Like it was insane. Everybody just started leaving. Wow. Well, by that time we had been there since seven o'clock, and this was going on like probably 11 30 12 o'clock like we've been there like four plus hours i still had an hour drive home i still had to work the next morning so i got home about like 12 31 o'clock i didn't i got like maybe three four hours of sleep where i had to go back to work but all right i was gonna ask you how long the whole the show was uh like i said I, dark started at well they actually started dark probably about 6 50 dalton castle came out i was in the merch stand line getting my uh adam cole baby shirt but uh yeah, it started about 6.50, and I, I think we ended up leaving, man, it was probably like 11, like almost 11.30, 11.45, so it was a so long night. Dark happens after Rampage? No, wait, it's before. So it's oh, dark. okay. It's dark from 7 to 8, and then they do Dynamite from 8 to 10, and then like it took them a good like 15 minutes plus to probably get the ring ready for Rampage after that no-holds-barred match, and then... You know, you do the entrances for the Kenny and the Bucks and then uh, Matt Hardy and them. And then, you know, that match went on and then they had the other stuff. And uh, yeah, Rampage, even though it, it only fits in an hour time slot, it takes a little bit to film. I guess they cut a bunch of stuff out and stuff like that. But yeah, right. we, didn't stay for the, we didn't stay for the whole Rouge match. It was like, you know what? We got to get on the road, man. We got to we gotta go. But overall, it was another, I, I never not have a fun time going to a Dynamite or an AEW show. Uh, I can't wait for the house show. Um, it's going to be cool. Do you think they're ever going to do a live version of Rampage? They do sometimes now. Like usually Every once in a while, yeah. Well, like I think back in October, they did like four straight live uh, Rampages. I know the last Dynamite I went to, we didn't have a Rampage taping after because they, they were live that week. Um, they, do, they usually do a live one before the pay-per-view. So, uh, they'll have a new one coming up. It just saves them money to tape it. That just, it sucks because people want to know what happened. So, a lot of times people get spoilers and things like that. So, um, you know, it costs a lot of money to make a TV show. But, yeah. So, you got to tape it. Might as well do it while everybody's there. So, but they did have some big news. They came out and said, Did you see the Bloomberg article with Tony Khan? I did not. So, do me a favor and what you done with this podcast. Google search Tony Khan picture Bloomberg. They they did an article and the front, I guess it's a magazine, I want to say, but the front is a picture like of the Ultimate Warrior, but with Tony Khan's face put on it. Weird. And he's like running to the ring and he's talking about how he's coming for WWE or whatever, but they said some things like, you know, AEW made $100 million for the first time last year. And uh, how they're challenging the WWE and a uh, bunch of other stuff. It was actually an interesting article to read. It was, it was pretty cool. But um, what you what, what would you rate this dynamite? Um, I give it uh, three and a half chair shots. Uh, being there live, I'll, I'm probably biased, but I'm gonna go four four and a half. It was amazing atmosphere, and it was it was a great show. It looks like it would have been a lot of fun to see live. And that's why I wanted to get your your take on it. Crowd was loud. I was worried about how it would come up on TV. But, you uh, you know, I've asked some other people, too, and they told me the same thing you did, that we came off really good. Um, yeah, the crowd was great. 
like I said, if you're going there to get merchandise, I mean, you're probably going to get some event exclusive. That's about it. Uh, the concession stands is whatever that crap that place has. Um, and getting in and out was fine. There was no price for parking, so that was good. But uh, yeah, overall, great experience. I, I, it never disappoints. So how many Dynamites is this for you? Like your third? Like 30, yeah, third one. I, yep, I was at the first one in Cincinnati when CM Punk, it was the Dynamite after his first match with Darby Allen, and then the last one a few months ago, and then for so on. So, yeah, three. And then the house show will be four, which I'm going to be a on-site correspondent for Wade Keller again. I'm going to actually write an article for his website. Nice. Based, based on the show. So, that, I, I look forward to that. So, whenever it's up on PW Torch, I'll maybe send you a link or something if I get it or let people know. Um, yeah, definitely send me a link to it and I'll go. What was, or who was your wrestler of the night? I'd have to say Takeshita. He nice. had the he had the the most overall. I don't know. Just he's he's a technician. Yeah, they're they're talking about pushing him. He's in for a big push. It might not be main event level type yet, but yeah, he's going to be in for a huge push. Mine was Brian Danielson. Just seeing him wrestle Thatcher and that kind of match and with storytelling and wrestling. I was hoping for that kind of match, and I got that kind of match, and I was really happy about that. So that was pretty cool. Um, did you watch? Did you watch Royal Rumble? I did. What did you think about that? I thought it was amazing. Wow, really? I I thought they did a great job. Well, compared to the last Royal Rumbles I've seen, yeah, it was really good. Are you just talking about the Royal Rumble match, or are you talking about the whole? I'm talking about the whole show. Um, I didn't. I didn't care much for the lights out match. I like that. that they paid just, a lot of money. They got paid it, a million dollars by Mountain Dew for that match. Yeah, I know they made a lot off of the advertising for it, and they're thinking of doing one for Cinnamon Toast Crunch, having a. I saw that. I did see that match featured in that. So I don't know how they're going to work that into a gimmick. The only problem I had with the Rumble, and this is probably me just working myself up for it. I got to rewatch it, but there was talk going to be like a lot of surprises. The only surprises we really got was Edge coming back and what Booker T, and he got eliminated in a second. Gunther looked amazing. He's a star. I didn't like how Cody was number 30. I really, I don't know I if that's. I didn't either. I thought he should have been like 15 or something like that and had to fight for. Yeah, it's just, I don't. Well, he just got cleared like that day or the day before to actually wrestle in the match, which they put themselves in a bind by announcing him. But uh, how about the chair shot from Sami Zayn? That dude is over as 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 fuck. Yeah, I, I really wish that he would be the one going to WrestleMania. Well, here's the thing: they almost like painted themselves in a corner, right? A lot of people was wondering if Sami Zayn was in the Rumble match, would Cody get booed? Because everybody knew Cody was going to win. If you didn't know Cody was going to win, you just don't know professional wrestling. So, so now they got this match with Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. I, God, Sam, I mean, I know it's Cody, but man, I wish they would do a thing where like each of them can win one of the belts and he loses both. I just, I'm tired of the one champion. If you're going to have two shows with two. Uh, different rosters. I think you need to have two belts, but man, uh, Sammy is Sammy is the man. Yeah, he's he's over big time. Did you see Raw last night? 
I didn't. I I saw. Uh, no, I didn't. See, hang on. Let me think. I've been watching a lot of wrestling today. <laughs> well, so I'm trying to think if I saw Raw. Well, the Cody and Heyman promo is what I was really getting at. That was the. Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did watch that. I mean, it kind of sold you on the main event in 20 minutes, which is just a master class by. I'm kind of getting tired of the Dusty thing, though. Like, I kind of wish this was more about Cody than it was about his dad, but I get what they're doing. But, um, well, to tell that story to get you in it really involved with what was going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that happened. I'm, I'm interested to see because with the, with the babyface promos that Cody does, it's what ended up getting him booed in AEW after a while because people were just kind of tired of the fresh meat baby face promo that he was doing all the time I'm interested to see after he wins the belt how the crowd do they stay with him uh, do they start to boo him who knows um, but this whole bloodline I've been telling you for a while this whole bloodline storyline has been amazing and it's been it's. I'm, I'm interested to see how it's going to uh, play out it seems that uh, a lot of focus is going to be put on Jay yeah, well, Jay was the one who at first did not want to side with Roman Reigns in the bloodline. So right. that's kind of where that comes from. The first Hell in a Cell match that Jimmy and, and Roman had, one of the first title defenses that Roman had in this 800-plus day reign. And, and Jay eventually had to like just bow down and then became part of the group. But um, yeah, I, I'm thinking Jay's going to cost either Roman or Sammy the belt at Elimination Chamber and then we'll unfortunately for Sammy because I think he deserves a world title out of this but I think we're going to get Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos two main event night one of Wrestlemania yeah uh, there was there was some booing of, of Cody a, a little bit yeah not a whole lot yet it's still early there, people are going to pop when he wins because I mean it's going to be cool seeing Cody win his first title and stuff like that well his first WWE title. He's held what the ROH and the NWA, I think, world title. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see. They also announced today that they're going to have SummerSlam Detroit. I'm thinking about going. It's only about three and a half hour drive for me. So uh, I went to last year's SummerSlam. So I'm thinking about going to this one too. You're just smack dab in the middle of wrestling country. Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. Yeah, I yeah. I had heard I had heard Detroit for a while, and. Uh, I kept dropping the hints to the woman, like, hey, you know, we went to SummerSlam last year. And, uh, you know, I think this year's in Detroit. <laughs> but, but, we're, but we're already going on vacation in, like, the end of June. So I'm going to have to try to see if I can figure it out. But I, I think we might just drive there and then drive back, maybe. So that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, there's there's a lot of wrestling in Detroit. Uh, I've interviewed a few wrestlers from there. So, I, I, it'll be a historic building to be in the... the so it, it'll be cool, but we'll see. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad that the show uh, was a lot of fun for you. I didn't, I didn't doubt that it would be though. Yeah, it's always a blast. I mean, even Dark's a blast. They they do a good job of just putting guys out there to you know wrestle for the crowd. So I mean, hey, that is the same as same as you see on TV. It's just nonstop action. It's just quick and. I mean, before you know it, it was like, you know, time was over already. You know, I, I had a sore throat for like two days afterwards. I couldn't talk. and uh, It was a good time, man. The crowds the crowds are great. And uh, yeah, it was a hell of a time, man. That's awesome. I'm glad it went well. 
Um, let's see. I, I we kind of finished up a little bit early today, but it's probably. Uh, I see that. I look down at my phone. I'm like, man, we were never this early. I really didn't have a lot of notes. I mean, uh, you might find this kind of funny. So Brian Danielson was asked, I guess when he was still under contract with uh, WWE and he was out on maternity leave, Vince McMahon asked him, can you watch this AEW show and tell me what they're doing better than us? And so I watched it a little bit and he, you know, got back to Vince and he said, well, the difference between your two shows is your show is like a wrestling show without wrestling. <laughs> AEW is a wrestling show. Now, I don't think Vince cares. I just thought it was a good quote. But um, right. It's and then Vince, true. Like, and then you know, a few months later, he signs with uh, AEW. So you know, this is what Brian wants to do. I've heard a lot of people complaining about the Iron Man matches get ready to come up about how because a lot of people are starting to turn on MJF about how the, the character is kind of getting stale and. Um, you know, it's the same like heat he tries to get, and you know, dog in the sports teams are talking about people's wives or you know, doing this, and he never wrestles. I guess that's why they're having him wrestle Tashida this weekend or not. But I, I've been harping on it since he signed, and it was my, my thought about him and Punk. I don't know how you don't, how you have these guys on your roster and you don't make them a, a, a world champion just to be in your record books to go back and look and say, hey. Our title is prestigious because these people have held the belt. You know what I mean? Like Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever the fuck you want to call him, he is a first ballot, no matter where he wrestles, Hall of Famer. And he brings prestige to that title. I know they want to keep MJF probably with the title for the whole year, which, okay, but I mean, is Brian Danielson, when he leaves AEW, is his legacy there going to be he couldn't win the big one? I mean, it's just weird to me. Yeah. Uh, I I haven't liked a, a lot of the looking when it comes to Danielson. So I mean, it's, uh, personally, we'll I I think he's he he's lost more than he should have. I don't know. That doesn't bother me as much because he's almost like Jericho in the spot where he can lose and not really lose. If that makes sense. Um, I didn't think. I didn't agree with the bunch of times that he lost to Jericho when they were having the BCC and the. Uh, um, JAS viewed. I thought that was kind of dumb or whatever, but Danielson, he went on an interview and he said, you know, I don't really care about titles at this point in my career. If Tony wanted me to have the belt, I would obviously take it and, you know, do that for Tony, but that doesn't define me right now, but I just think for the company, you know, now you got, even though Punk did what he did and people were mad and who knows if he's coming back or whatever, CM Punk is still a big star in wrestling. You can tell it by the ratings and just kind of what all happened when he was in AEW, but He's a big name in the wrestling world, and you can go back and look at their history, and you'd be like, "Oh, he was a two-time champion." Right. So that's that's that. Um, non non wrestling related. My favorite football team, the Kansas City Chiefs, are going to be playing for the Super Bowl this weekend. So I am very excited about that. Yeah, that that's your team. Yeah, I know you don't give two shits about wrestling, but I mean football, but not I'm really. really I was a, I was a uh, nervous walking wreck last weekend when they played the game to get to the Super Bowl. But uh, I've also been asked to uh, pod about the Chiefs on a uh, sports talk website or whatever. So I'm kind of interested about that. Sweet. I I think I found. I'll get with you later. I'll I'll message you later about this, but um. 
I think I found a link, and I'm going to test it out this weekend because they want me to do a video appearance of a, a site that we can use to maybe video pod or video podcast with each other. So I'm going to try it this weekend on my girlfriend's uh, laptop. And, okay. Uh, if it works, you know, maybe we can set up a link because I think the, 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 the people that I'm potting for, the, it's like a, they have like 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. So that's going to be a pretty big audience that I'm yeah. going to be, you know, potting for. But I'm going to do a little Super Bowl preview. And uh, I'm excited. I'm going to be on Sunday. Nobody's going to be able to talk to me because I'm going to be a nervous wreck. And I'm going to be drinking a lot and uh, eating a lot and rooting on the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go, Chiefs. Yeah, I, well, I hope they win it. Oh, I, me and you both. I, I, win, I got some money on the game. <laughs> Plus, I got my team on the game. You know, so who is it? It's Chiefs and who else? Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles. That's what I thought. Fuck the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles, fuck the Eagles. No, I'm saying. The Eagles are a great team. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be hard. Um, I just thought it was funny. I don't know if you know the controversy or not about the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Where I live in Cincinnati, and yes, I hate the Bengals because I'm not from here. I'm the Chiefs guy. <clears throat> but a lot of people said it was rigged, kind of like wrestling, and I thought it was funny that people were trying to compare NFL to pro wrestling. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the referees missed some calls, but they missed calls for both teams, but... Other than that, oh, uh, big news also, I guess, coming from AEW is that they're close to getting a streaming deal. So that'll be interesting to see if that happens. That would be a nice thing. Here on HBO Max, but I've been here on HBO Max for a long time. And I don't know. A lot of it's going to come with, I know you don't, you're not a numbers guy and you can care less when I talk about money and uh, ratings and things like that. But they're cut TV contracts up next year, so they start negotiating. And I think they're going to try to get streaming as part of it. Um there's talk that they're trying to get an all-women show, um, an ROH show, so we'll see. Uh, Tony's not letting that ROH die. I've heard of the all-women's uh, show a, a couple times. Well, they got the trademark. Have you ever heard of Women of Wrestling? Yes. Okay, so they're out now. AJ Lee is a commentary, um, CM Punk's wife. And uh, one of the LA Lakers owner, Jeannie Buss, she kind of owns the thing. They're, they're on syndication. Like, it's on, like, really late. Like, I, I don't know. I could watch it here in Cincinnati. I just don't know what time it comes on. But you have to have, like, an antenna, which I do. But their ratings beat Impact. And, like, when I say they beat Impact, like, it's not even close. Like, it's ridiculous. Really? Yeah, I think Impact usually does about 100,000 because they're on Access, which is their own. But, like, WoW is doing, like, 300, 400,000 viewers, which is, like, almost a rampage, which is insane. Yeah, that's that's some good numbers actually. Um, damn, I think Jay White's a free agent. Nobody knows where he's going. Everybody's saying WWE. I thought he was going to be at the Rumble, so I was wrong on that one. I would have lost that. Um, Adam Cole, did you see his promo when he came back? We haven't talked since then. Mm, yeah, I did. A couple weeks ago, he's going to be a babyface now, which is really cool. So, um pointing to a match at Revolution. We'll see. Um, Revolution's coming up, man. Three weeks. I know. I I would like to know a little bit of the card before those three it's, weeks go by. We know AEW. They always announce it like the last week. Like you're probably going to get... My guess would be... Of course, we got MJF and Danielson in a Iron Man match. 
you're probably going to have the Outsiders versus the uh, Originals for the AEW Women. Jade will be fighting somebody. I'm sure Mox and Hangman. You'll probably get Jericho and Starks again at, at Revolution. Uh, did you know this? Oh, this is funny. You might like this. The uh, Jericho Cruise is going on right now. And, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so one of the main events to one of their wrestling shows, I think it was last night, maybe two nights ago, was Jerahausen, where Jericho dressed up as Dan Housen and they were in a tag match. And there's pictures on the internet of Chris Jericho dressed up as Dan Housen. I saw those. The man just keeps just aligning himself with whoever's hot. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, the, the, he he uh, definitely has his finger on the pulse, I guess. Yeah, but I don't think it's good all the time. Um, do you know who AW's number one merchandise seller is? No. Dan Housen. Oh. Yeah. Well, that, that doesn't really surprise me. He was number one last year. He beat out Punk, but Punk was gone half the year, and they really stopped selling his merchandise. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he barely beat out Punk, so that's good for Danhausen. But I don't know. Other than that, there's really not a whole lot in the wrestling news, really. Like I said, we'll say again, prayers up for Jerry Lawler. Hope he pulls through. Um, scary situation, I guess. I mean, if you have a stroke, that's definitely a scary situation. So, uh, our thoughts with him. Um, it's a good time to be in wrestling, man. WWE's being hot. I hope Vince just stays away still. Um, let Triple H do what he's doing. Chamber's going to be a good pay-per-view. I think Revolution's going to be a good pay-per-view. Um, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the week. That'll work, my friend. It was good doing it again? Yes, sir. I did see a GCW car. And Nick Wayne's going to be fighting Matt Cardona. Yeah. So that's, yeah, good stuff. But we'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, bro, it's cool. Uh, it's good talking to you, my friend. Okay, you too. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Peace.